So you hate doing this, whatever this is. What if instead motivation and willpower, you could tap into joy to do it? This is the last part of the series on starting new year in a sustainable mindset after the importance of rest and how to do it effectively to be in a good state. We've set sustainable goals thanks to a few of the principles of permaculture. We made sure to define success with flexibility and to align our intention with our attention. And last week, we talked about affirmations and congruence to keep motivation all the way. And today, we go beyond motivation and use kindness for ourselves to create a resourceful state that beats willpower and motivation anytime. How? Stay tuned. Bonjour, Lies Forklers. It's Claire from Integrally Alive. An apologetic freedom for unconventional humans with practical wisdom and tools for the body-mind to create a life feeling alive from the inside out. Show notes on IntegrallyAlive.com as usual. And two weeks ago, I was talking with a young man who is finishing his studies. And to sustain himself, he's teaching English, which obviously is not his vocation. has nothing to do with the job he would like to do in the end. So he was asking me, how can I motivate myself to teach for two more years? I really don't like it, and my students make me crazy. And I said to him that, for sure, from this point of view, that's going to be super difficult and painful, frankly. I also said that I don't really believe in motivation and willpower. Willpower will only last until it breaks. But before, in the conversation, he had told me that he loves seeing the face of his students when they understand something new, and also that this job makes him feel good, makes him feel like he does difference in the world for good. He knows that his students here in Vietnam will have a better life, will have more possibilities because they speak English. So instead of playing with willpower, we found how to use this to create a state of joy from which he will teach them. So now, can you imagine the difference for him and his students between those two scenarios? First, he shows up frustrated, using willpower, because he doesn't want to be here, driven by one idea. Thanks to the job, I will get money to study what I love and get a better job in two years. Or, second case, he connects to what he likes in this job. Even this is not his dream job, and he won't want to do that forever. So the state instead is, how can I teach today so that I open this understanding in my students and they get a chance to a better life? Which case do you think would be more powerful? Again, for him, but not only for him, for his students too. Probably the second one, right? So let me take you back to the marshmallow test. And this is a very known test that was made in the 60s to study the effects of delayed gratification. Basically, they gave a kid a marshmallow and said, hey, look, you can eat this now or you can wait until I return 
and get another one. And then they will leave the kid alone with a marshmallow just in front of him or her. And you have plenty of videos showing these poor kids doing all kinds of things and faces to distract themselves, to licking the marshmallow, to looking up, to just if you go on, if you Google that, you, you will you will find plenty of it. But the what's interesting in the original study is that they followed the kids for decades after that. And they observed that better uh, that the kids who had delayed the gratification so they waited a few minutes and they got two marshmallows instead of one now they got then better scores they had a better social life they had less chance of divorce and so on and so forth they had better jobs so that's our classical view of motivation based on incentive being able to painfully wait for the future reward instead of instant gratification. Now, it is less known, but there was a study in the 90s which reenacted this one. And in that one, researchers found that delayed gratification wasn't so important than the economic well-being of the families of the kids in their decision-making. And they found out that, mm, I mean, it, it sounds obvious that, that, um, if I say it like this, but they found out it was way easier to wait for the second marshmallow for kids were, who were used to, you know, things being stable, food being on the, on the table every day, and promises being kept. But if you were a kid living in a family where you never know if you will have money till the end of the month and things are basically not stable, you cannot really trust what's going to happen, then how much is it, I mean, how much difficult does it make to, to actually believe that, well, the second marshmallow is actually coming or even that this one is not going to disappear if I don't get it now while I can. So this has all to do with the emotional state. Oh, and I put the link uh, to an article talking about that in the, in the show notes, of course. So that has all to do with the emotional state these kids are in, which influences their thoughts and even their physical body. But in this, obviously, over a few minutes, you don't see that, but we know how the mind can influence the body over long periods of chronic stress. That's fun of the day. <laughs> but their emotional states totally, totally influence their thoughts and their decision-making, of course. So if the way to your goal is going to be hell, you will never want to do it. And if you persuade yourself to do it anyway, it will be difficult and with great efforts. So going back to my student friend, we changed the way he perceived the situation to create the state that would support him throughout the next two years. So the outcome stays the same. Work as a teacher, two more years, while he finishes his studies. The journey is very different. And because now he's looking at this teaching experience from a place of wanting to create the best experience for his students, he might even learn a few things 
that will help in, in future jobs, even non-related to, to teaching. So how can, you, how can you use this to go from willpower to joy? And you remember last week's explorations, right? To use, instead of affirmations, reminders. You did it, right? Well, if you didn't, the link is in the show notes. Instead of finding tricks to motivate yourself, I guided you to find the joy behind the willpower. You know, the hell yes emotional state that I was talking about? That is the state that will help you create from a place of joy. So once you have your reminder, again, go back to last week's episode to do the, uh, the exploration, then you will have your reminder and use this as a tool to create that state. So what, uh, I want to end on a question today. What is the state you need to automatically make you want to move forward? I see you on Thursday for the usual Facebook Live where I will answer your question and comments. And go on my Facebook or Instagram page and drop a comment and drop an emoji to share your state. That was your weekly dose of fierce love, a mix of love and brutal honesty. Boom, life just got more sparkling. Thanks for being there. I really appreciate your presence. And if you want more, subscribe so we'll, you'll get your weekly dose. Stay tuned for the next Facebook Live and the next episode next week. Bye-bye. Au revoir.